Johnny Jett, uh, you've been called the original travel influencer by Forbes magazine. I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join me today on the Fact Up podcast. Well, thank you for having me. You've made appearances all over the world, my man, you know, talking uh, everything travel. You're kind of a big deal, Johnny Jett. But for those who don't know who Johnny Jett is and what JohnnyJett.com is all about, give us, a, give us a brief overview. Well, can you tell my wife that I'm a big deal? Because <laughs> um, she doesn't know that. Get her on. Let's do it. Uh, anyway, I, I have a long story. I grew up in Connecticut, used to be afraid to fly. I got over my fear. I was not only afraid to fly, I was afraid to leave the house. And then when I got over it, I just got addicted to flying. I went to school in California where I am now. I uh, dated a girl who, uh, whose parents lived all around the world and she invited me to Singapore the first summer. And I was like, I couldn't go. I gave her some lame excuse, but the real reason was I was afraid to, to do that flight. Right. Um, one reason was because I was diagnosed with asthma and my doctor's like, you might have an asthma attack on the plane. It's a long story, but anyway, I, right. the next summer she invited me to Hong Kong. I went, I just fell in love with travel. I got addicted to it, got addicted to my miles. And I took a job. My first job out of college was working at a college, recruiting and traveling all over the U.S. And, you know, once you, once you fly up front, because on that ticket to Hong Kong, I was able to buy a business class ticket because she only flew business class. Right. And once you go up front, man, it's tough to go in the back. So I learned I all you. the tricks on how to fly, you know, in style, but really on a pauper's budget. And, you know, the, the internet was brand new. It was 1995. So I just started sharing my secrets with all my friends. Right. And it just took off. They started forwarding it to their friends. Then I had one of our student workers make me a website. And next thing you know, within three weeks, USA Today wrote about it. And once they wrote about it, it just took off. People would right. call me up and say, you know, turn on the TV. You're right now, your website of the week on CNBC's Power Lunch. And I'm like, you're joking. Wow. That's a big deal. I mean, but what do you say to that person that, um, you know, somebody gets told you can't fly or you can't travel or you shouldn't take that first step? What do you say to that person now getting inspired by what you've done over the past 25 years? Well, you mean in terms of people who want to do what I do for a living or? Generally speaking, I, I, feel like, I feel like COVID is one of those turning point, um, you know, eras where uh, opportunities are there to reinvent yourself. Um, but, uh, but at the same time, yes, on the flip side, there's a legitimate fear and anxiety. Absolutely. But totally. for those who are crippled in a way with the anxiety, but they really want to push themselves to, to take that step. What are your words of inspiration for them? Well, I get emails all the time, but first of all, because of COVID, I have not been on a plane since February. Right. The longest I've gone before this was three to four weeks. I haven't been on a plane in almost a year. It's killing you. It, totally. I mean, I would usually fly three times a week. Right. So, um, but, and then I have people saying, listen, how can I do what I do? I always tell people to follow their passion. If it's in terms of business, go to travel conferences and network. But if it's people who are just afraid to travel or, you know, I, I, I just tell people, you know what, your chances of dying or whatever your fear is, if you're claustrophobic or, or, or dying in a plane crash, you just look at all the stats and that's what got over my fear because I was afraid of all that. I was asked flight attendants. And I actually started dating a flight attendant at one time. And you realize how much these guys and girls fly, obviously. Right. Um, they, uh, you just realize that it's so safe in the numbers. You know, I, I remember one time landing from uh, London at LAX and the pilot got on the horn and said, you know, your safest part, safest part of your journey is now over. You know, be careful on the 405. Right. And they're right. <laughs> they're, most pilots are scared of driving and right. not flying. Well, the term influencer is being you know, thrown around quite a bit over the past 5, 10, even 15 years. How has the term influencer changed from when you got started to how it's being used today? Well, you know, 
that term wasn't even around, even in blogger. First, you know, in 2004, they started using travel blogger and I started in 1995. Right. And I would just, I went with it because, you know, it's the buzz term and that's what people like to hear, travel blogger, travel influencer. But these days, you know, travel influencer seems to be a negative connotation. But I, you know, still what, what gets me some, some jobs because people are Googling it or whatever and they hire me. So I do go with it, but I consider myself a travel publisher. What, what movie represents what's happening in the travel industry right now and in the foreseeable future? What movie? What movie? Song oh. is also optional. If music's your thing more than movies, what song <laughs> represent? But I'll start with movie. Well, music is not my thing. You do not want to hear me sing or dance <laughs> or watch me dance. Um, you know, for the last nine months or so, I've been telling people not to fly or travel listen to the experts, you know, let's just get over this. If, and you know, and that's always been the opposite of what I tell people. I would always tell people, listen, the more people travel, especially internationally, the less prejudices there will be in the world. And I truly believe that. And so I've always been about get out, see the world, go to one new country a year. So if you're 50 years old, you've been to 50 countries. Movie would be like something like earthquake, man. It's just like, it's, it's just, crazy what's going on in the world uh change of pace i'll give you a quote the best way to use your miles is to take your mom to europe end quote how did that quote come to be johnny and and how does that trip with your mom still inspire you today oh well that's one of one of my best trips of all time so again uh, growing up we didn't travel much at all i mean i flew a handful of times my mom was the most unselfish person in the world she she won a scholarship to Parsons to design dresses, and she would always tell me that you know she didn't go because she decided to design a family instead of dresses, hmm. and she never went to Europe, and it was her dream. And when she was diagnosed with cancer, and I just started traveling, I started earning all these miles. I just cashed in my miles, and I said, "Mom, you got to go see Europe." She always talked about where her 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 father was born in Denmark, and that you know Paris, where she was going to do the scholarship. And we, we did it and she, she took off time from chemo and we went and the following year we did it again. And you know, she would land, we landed in Denmark and she was crying and I started crying because she, she never thought she would see it. And it was all because I was able to use my miles and points and I, we, she flew first class for the first time. And I'm just so thankful for that. Unfortunately, my mom passed away a couple of years later from cancer. But um, my point is, you know, don't you, don't, bank your miles and points because they're not like money. They don't, there's no, they don't, they don't gain, they lose value. And right. you spend it on someone you love and do it in style. You don't want to, you don't want to buy a ticket from like Toronto to New York using miles. You want to use it for Toronto to Europe Tokyo. or whatever. Yeah. Or Asia. yeah. Bigger. And do it in style. A business class ticket that would normally be $10,000. Yeah, that's right. Well, full disclosure, if, if, um, if, if anyone's inclined to go to johnnyjet.com, and I really encourage you to go, there's a special you know, tribute to your mom on the bottom. And I was reading that yesterday. Full disclosure, I cried, man. I was, I'm, I'm a huge mama's boy too, uh, in the sense of I, I want to, I, I look at the disadvantages and the priorities that mom had and dad, dad, when I was a kid. And now that I've become this person, um, I'm able to, uh, you know, provide something, you know, fulfill a dream to, uh, to take, you know, my biggest fan, so to speak, on a, on a trip of a lifetime. So full disclosure, that brought me to tears. Well, <laughs> it's a great I, story. I, I cried writing it, uh, honestly. I believe it. I believe it. Well, 9-11, you know, changed travel 20 years ago. It's hard to believe that it's already been 20 years. How does COVID change travel now? 
Um, you know, what can we expect to see as ongoing trends? You mentioned masks uh, going forward, but what, is the, what does travel look like now from everything from checking in at the airport to, uh, you know, the plane experience, even the hotel experience? Yeah, are you talking short-term or long-term? I'm talking short-term. Okay, because, I mean, everything right now is trying to go contactless. Before, yeah. it was all about service. Like, if you stayed at, you know, if you're a freaking flyer, you wanted someone to escort you onto the plane. Now you don't want anyone to go near you. If you checked into a hotel, that you want people to, to escort you. Now it's going to be all contactless. You know, you do it on your phone. You check in. You can check your bags yourself. And, and by the way, one of the best travel tips is never to check bags. You know, just do carry-on only. And before I had kids, I would never check bags. My wife and I would go around the world trips with just carry-on only for even right. a month at a time. Yeah. But you know, with kids, by the way, it's a lot different. Yeah. <laughs> I have a U-Haul truck with me. Right. <laughs> but um, it's it's all going to be contactless. So you know, the less people you don't touch anyone, uh, there's going to be uh, facial recognition. They, they, there's already in some airports, even in the U.S. But and I think that's that's the future. I mean, biometrics and um, trying to just make it as smooth as possible and fast. You can order your food to have it delivered, you know, instead of long queues. Right. You know, I, I you know for I will have Nexus and Global Entry and TSA Pre, and I think hopefully more people will get that because they don't want to wait in lines. Right. Like, do, are we getting at, Are we getting to the airport sooner, even sooner than maybe three four hours before? You know, I hear mixed. Again, I haven't flown since February, so yeah. I don't know for sure. But I, I have friends that show up really early because they want to avoid the lines and also show people who show up at the last minute because they don't want to be in the airport at all. Right. But if I was in the airport right now showing up early or my flight was delayed, I would, since a lot of the airports are really empty, I would walk down to a gate that's, that's, that's vacant and just hang out there. And that's what I did actually before. Mm -hmm. If I didn't have access to a lounge, I would do that. Right, right. You talk a lot about miles. You talk a lot about points. You also talk a lot about travel insurance. What should people uh, come to know when it comes to travel insurance going forward? What questions should they be asking, um, you know, when they're planning a trip? And what fine print should they be looking out for as well? Well, that's the, that's the key right there. No matter what insurance you buy, always read the fine print because not everything's covered and COVID's not covered. For the most part, I mean, there are certain uh, policies, but those are really expensive and it's usually not work it, worth it. But, you know, some airlines are offering, like Etihad and I think Emirates does, they even offer it in the, um, the ticket that you purchase. So, but if you're, listen, full disclosure, I've been a glo uh, global brand ambassador for Allianz Travel Insurance. Mm -hmm. I was up until the pandemic, but I still am a big fan of them, but you have to read the fine print no matter what, because not everything's covered. I also uh, use MedJet Assist. And that, what that would do is they will send you to a hospital of wherever you want if you're 100 miles away from home. So if you're in Africa and you break your leg or whatever, they'll send you, they'll either get you a first class seat or they'll get you a private ambulance plane, which would normally be like $150,000. Right. But again, you got to read the fine print because not everything's covered. Some of it, you know, if you snorkel or if you uh, scuba dive, it might not be covered. Mm -hmm. Or if you jump out of a plane, it might not be covered. Uh, right. Skydiving. Right. You need, you need to read the fine print, but we're just short of having a lawyer look it over, right? Exactly. That's the, that's <laughs> the, that's the problem because it's so long. Who, who wants to read it? I don't even want to read it. But right. Right. It's what you really got to do with anything. And, and when you're buying plane tickets these days, you want to make sure you read the fine print, make sure that you can you know, get fully, get it fully refunded if you uh, don't want to travel for whatever reason. Right. 
I mean, there is good coming out of this. What, what good comes out of this with respect to the travel industry and what positives are we taking away going forward as well? I think there's a lot, actually. Before this happened, everyone was concerned about over-tourism. Now it's under-tourism. Now people are like, but I think, I, think that, I, think a lot of the, I think a lot of the world needed this reset just for the environment and also, you know, not so many planes and cruise ships and people just destroying the place. Yeah. Also, um, what I think, you know, one of my pet peeves for flying before this, you know, people would sneeze or cough without covering their mouth. They were just rude. And I think these days, I'm hoping that that's gone because if you did that today, you'd probably be getting punched in the head or shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'm hoping people will now you know, be um, more hygienic. Yeah. Where have you found inspiration over the past year, Johnny? Where have I found inspiration? You know, just I've been, I've been reading a, a lot and watching all these different people. I, I, remember, I used to be a travel writer that didn't travel because he had kids. And I thought it was so weird that he was a travel writer because he never traveled. And now I have two young kids and I, I haven't traveled in a year. I was traveling with them. But, you know, you can still travel. You can do a lot of um, virtual travel. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I go on YouTube and check out these webcams all around right. the world. You can even do an African safari. And I did it last night with my kids. They're like, can we watch the African um, safari? And they'll take you on a, they'll take you actually on a tour. You can actually even hire them to do a private tour where wow. you can actually ask questions. But, or you can just check out these webcams from around the world and just check it out or listen to the um, guides talking to other people. Right. That sounds so terrible. I, I love that. I love that. That's where <laughs> that's I get a, my travel fixed these days. Right. Yeah. And you're fueling that wanderlust, man. That's, that's crazy good. Totally. Uh, Oh, 10 rapid fire questions with Johnny Jet. Nothing rapid about it, Johnny. All right. Take your time. But here, here we right. go. You ready? Yep. Describe your travel style in one word. <laughs> um, That's why there's nothing rapid about smooth, it. Smooth. Smooth. You have a history degree at Loyola Marymount University in LA. How has that history degree helped you in your career? Do you need one word for this? No. Okay, good. Because I was like, I do not have one. Um, you know what? I think that with the history degree, what it really does is just, you know, it's a Bachelor of Arts and it just teaches you how to read, write, and communicate. So it's not just about history, because I forgot a lot of the history, to be honest. Right. Um, but it just does teach you all these different things, these, these life skills. Communication is, is by far the biggest one for me. For <laughs> sure. And, and, and before this, when I was in college, I remember when they asked me to go up and give a presentation in, in the classroom, and I was so nervous. And I, my teacher then was from, from Africa, actually, he was Manute Bowles uncle. Wow. And he, he gave me life words. He's like, listen, I know you're nervous, but don't worry. After five minutes, it will go away. And, 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 and also use that energy, that nervous energy, and put it towards um, positive. And I've done, you know, millions of TV interviews. I've spoken in front of huge crowds. And I just, I always think back to him, God rest his soul, that, um, you know, th those are the kinds of things you learn in college and that right. with a history degree. That's awesome. Uh, one place close to home where you've been finding your Zen. Uh, the beach. It's mm -hmm. where we go when it, fortunately I live in Los Angeles. So it can be warm. Like yesterday was 75 degrees. Today's a little chilly, but you know, we'd go to the beach, take the kids. And that's just where I, I just zone out. And there's, awesome. and we go, we go when there, when there's no one there, we go during the week. Right. Is there a place in the world that speaks to you on a culinary level? 
Southeast Asia. Mm -hmm. I love Southeast Asia, Singapore, Malaysia, Thailand, or Italy. I'm a, I'm, I'm half Italian. Yep. I mean, without a doubt, those are my, my places. I could just sit there. I love food and right. um, I barely will prove it. Right. I don't, yeah. want, to, I don't want to scare your uh, viewers if you're. No, I expose, I expose stuff, not here specifically, but <laughs> my viewers know. One thing you hate about travel. One thing I hate about travel, um, I hate rude people. I really do. And, and it seems to be more and more people like that. I remember before the pandemic hit, I, would, I was on a fly, and actually it happens all the time. People are talking on FaceTime. They're watching movies without their earbuds. And I'm like, dude, what? I, I'm almost getting in fights. I asked him politely. I, I just, I, where, where are you from? Do you think I want to watch your TV from four rows away? Worst meal you've had on a plane? Worst meal? Man, um, there's been a lot. I don't know which one to choose. <laughs> but I actually, I'm not a real big foodie. So, I mean, I always seem to like it. People are like, this is disgusting. I'm like, mm, can I have it? And yeah, I'll yeah. Just eat it. <laughs> Again, bring it back to my belly. But, um, the worst meal I've ever had on a plane, man. There's been a lot. I, I, a I lot. can't even remember, but there's yeah. been a few. There's been a few. Why do you travel, Johnny? Why? Well, again, I used to be afraid. So it just it's my escape. And I just remember when I was in college and I never traveled internationally until my uh, third year, I think, in college. But I remember the teacher would ask, has everyone ever been to this country? And this one guy kept raising his hand. And and most of the people in the class were raising their hands, and I never raised my hand. And I, when I first went over, got, went to Hong Kong, I just got over my fear, and I just had this monkey over off my back. And it's just, I just love to meet people. It's really about the people learning about different cultures. Again, I, I do as corny as it sounds. I really think that the more people travel internationally, the less prejudices there will be, and also the fears. You know, you watching the news here. I was always thinking, my God, I'm going to get shot or get my my throat cut in this country where, where I'm going. And then I realized when I get there, I feel safer there than I do in America. So that's why I travel. What would you tell 17 year old Johnny Jet? Um, that's a good question. 17 was a rough year for me. That's when I was really, really um, full of fear. And, 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 I would just be like, you know what? The next three years are going to be rough, but it's going to be great after that. And it's been nothing but I'm fortunate because I have the most unbelievable life and job. I don't have to wake up to an alarm like I used to. I can go wherever I want. I can work wherever I want, or I used to be able to. I mean, I would again, I would travel to 20 countries a year and I, I would work. I, I mean, I work everywhere. Mm -hmm. People would say, I, I travel to some of my friends are like, man, you work harder than anyone I know. I work the whole flights, but you know, if you want to have this dream job, you got to you got to earn it, and you got to keep working. But that's right. I'm a, I'm allowed to spend time with my family and friends whenever I want, and that's that's the key for me. Yeah, three guilty pleasures uh, that you pack on every trip. Well, one of my travel tips is always bring three bags of chocolate, like Hershey Kisses. Okay. One for the gate agents, one for the flight attendants, and one for yourself. Uh-huh. So that's how you get treated like a champion. It that's won't like, get you upgraded like, like it used to, but yeah. it, they'll still treat you like a celebrity. And I've had, I've had flight attendants literally come up to me, and people are looking at me like, who the heck is this guy? And, just be, and that's one of my tricks. Wow. That's like tipping the bartender an extra 20 so you get the best service all night. 
Oh, you know what? It's amazing. You watch, next time you fly, you watch how passengers treat flight attendants. They're terrible. I, and I dated one, so I know firsthand. All you have to do is smile and be nice to them, and they'll give you great service. But right. you bring a, a, a bag of uh, Hershey Kisses, they'll even be extra nice. Tricks, tricks of the trade, man. That's incredible. My last question. What's right. one piece of advice your mom gave you that you're now passing on to your kids? Uh, there's a couple. One is, um, I mean, always treat everyone with respect, no matter if they're the garbage man or the president. Treat them with the same respect. And that, and that, and that uh, is instilled in me. You know, kindness is so important, especially these days. And also, if you can't beat them, join them. Right. Johnny Jet, johnnyjet.com. I want to thank you so much for taking the time today. I wish you and your family continued health and happiness and uh, stay strong and stay well, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. All the thank best. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.